Hey, what's going on, good people? It's Gardner Douglas, your Oyster Ninja. I'm here today with a, a legend in the game, uh, Mr. Mark Drabic. You may know this young man as the Funky Fishmonger. Um, I saw this guy on social media just doing his thing as fishmongers do. And I was like, I got to get him on the podcast. So here we are. Um, Mark, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Gardner. Thank you very much. And thank you for uh, keeping the torch alive uh, with your with your shucking skills. Appreciate you, man. It's just, it's my pleasure, first of all. And uh, I'm just glad to be in the circle of, uh, you know, great people like you and, uh, you know, other ones who have, you know, led the way. Um, for, for folks who don't know, um, well, let's just start from the beginning. Like, sure. uh, just tell me a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah. So I started working in fish markets all through high school and college. And uh, fast forward, we've had our store Metropolitan Seafood for the last 35 years. Um, and just a typical, beautiful American dream. Uh, we started in 450 square feet. Now we have, I don't know, 6,000 square feet. Uh, but... It, as as modern as the industry has become as far as where you can get fish from, we still do it as as ancient as uh, as it was intended to be. Everything still comes in. You know, we break all the fish down. Um, you know, as far as like oysters, for example, we have on average 18 different oysters every single day from our, our clients to choose from. So, and we just, you know, we get them from all over the country and, you know, it's fun. That's amazing. Well, let's hit that real quick. Like what's a, what's a fan favorite of, um, uh, um, you know, it, it, is, when it comes to oysters, you know, people have a very definite opinion, um, you know, East coast, West coast, you know, can't we all get along? Um, but it's, but like, you know, people really love the Northeast, you know, that really deep brine. What a lot of folks don't realize in the last, say, 25 years, uh, like Jersey oysters have come up exponentially and they can compete with any, you know, Massachusetts oyster. I mean, you have guys who, you know, we're growing more oysters now than we have, you know, than we have in the last, you know, 40 years. Um, so, like I said, for me personally, I love, you know, I love them all. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of, of some of the southern oysters for, for raw purposes, but they're fabulous for cooking. You know, they don't have that brine, that real big punch uh, that the, that the East Coast does. But also, too, you take the West Coast, as you know, you know, you got that big brine in the front and then you're picking up that mineral flavors and stuff like that. And which is fabulous for grilling. I mean, because it, it stays nice and full in the shell and. Uh, it's just, you know, like again, you know, a bad oyster is an oyster that is, uh, you know, that is not uh, not shucked properly or, you know, uh, and, you know, and, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just uh, there's there's no bad. It's all good. You know. Thank you for saying that. Cause that's the exact thing I was thinking. I was like, yeah, bad oyster is when it's not shucked properly. Um, right. Even though I, I was schooled in my last episode, well, it's actually about to drop this week. Um but uh, I had a guy reach out to me on social media and he was like, man, why are you giving everybody a hard time about, you know, not shucking oysters as pretty as you do and, 
you know, you're bashing people and all that kind of stuff. So, right. You know, initially, you know, I kind of took it to heart because with social media and just me as a person in general, I right. mean, you know, I'm not one to bash people or right. negative, but I right. see where he's coming from. Um, but, um, you know, Alex Lambert with uh, Lambert Shellfish, he was saying same thing. He's not, you know, on the level that I'm on. It's more of so let's let, let's educate people about how to properly shuckle oysters. Listen, I, and I'm for that, but I'm also not going to tell you you're pretty when you're not. I mean, if I, you know, sometimes, I mean, listen, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to give me a pre-chewed oyster because you just, I mean, listen, all hats off for the effort. I'm, I'm delighted that you're giving it a go, but you don't pick up a golf club, swing the first time and then tell me you're going to play on the pros and you don't have to be a pro. Just get to know as you go through the process, you work it and you just get a little bit better at scraping the top shell. So it doesn't, and by the way, there's even a little cheat guide, as you know, that if you open it the first time, you kind of, you know, if you, if you hit the, the top and you can flip it over and hide your mistake. But, you know, listen, I have young bucks. They're working here a couple of times. Go, How was that? I go, it looks like you chewed it and spit it back in the shell. I love you. But let's work on that presentation. And, and that goes for anything. You know, don't don't I'm not going to I'm not going to congratulate someone for learning how to tie their shoes at 25. And I'm also not going to tell someone that's a fabulous pancake. You know what I mean? Like when it when it's burned as shit, you know what I mean? So, you know what I'm saying? I just want, just, it's fine. I'm, I want to teach people how to show, listen, there's a video of me on YouTube. I was probably about 50 pounds heavier. I look as fat as a swollen tick. Um, but again, I just want to show people the technique in which to do it. Now, everyone's got a slightly different technique. You start from the front, I see sometimes. You know, we start from the hinge and you pop it and scrape it. And, you know, there's a whole thing regarding whether you like a bent tipped oyster knife or a straight tip. And that's all great. But just know that the first oyster, listen, you ever, you ever make sushi, Gardner? You ever make a sushi roll? No, I never made one. Okay. No, I eat it, right. but so I never one, made it. Right. But once you know how to make the rice, you're working on your presentation from that day forward. Yeah, you know what I mean? And... So the better the oyster for me, the less I want on the oyster. You know, maybe just a touch of lemon or a little black pepper or just a hint of hot sauce. Or, and, you know, like I said, if you're drinking hard and down, you know, you were in New Orleans, you know, load up that cocktail sauce, you know, and get some crackers to back it up, you know. But uh, each oyster is different, you know what I mean? And, uh, and there is, and, you know, like I said, I'm sure you know this already, there's only five species of oysters on the continent. You know, and, and this entire continent is only five species. So the same difference uh, in wine, they call it terroir. You know, that's what makes the oyster taste and look different. You know, was it a rolled oyster? Was it a wild oyster? Was it farmed? Um, some of these guys are even getting nuanced and even taking the, the oysters and, and, and literally hanging them in a net for the last week or so just to get brinier and even clean, a little bit cleaner. So there's a lot of really fantastic things happening within the oyster industry. You know what I mean? And um, like I said, we need, we need more folks to celebrate it um, because it's, you know, like I said, it's an ancient technique and not, and not for the kitschy reason of just having, you know, an oyster at a party, but when you can, listen, I couldn't play the guitar growing up. So, you know, when, when that cool guy would come to the, to the campfire with his guitar 
I was, I was the guy who could shuck oysters at the fireside. It didn't get me a lot of action, but it, it, it fed a lot of girls. You know what I mean? But, you know. You got to start somewhere. Amen. <laughs> so we've been talking about um, shucking. Is it the same thing um, for fish? Like, you know, as people fillet fish or butterfly fish or whatever, like, is it the same? Do, do, do Listen, people care? Like some, like it's a lot of meat left on a bone? Like, Oh, hell yes. Oh, I care. Cause I pay for it. So yeah, I want that. Yeah. I want, I want that. To, I want that to look like a starving supermodel. I want no meat on the bone. Um, but people, you know, and, and I, and I do applaud people, you know, wanting to fillet their own fish and there's definitely, um, and there's a lot of guys now on social media. Uh, what's the one I watch? Uh, Read the fishmonger. Um, he's always filleting fish, and he does a fabulous job. And the technique that he's doing is a very professional technique, where you're putting the knife in the one end and pushing it through, so you're not scraping the knife on the skin and dulling your knife. Um, but people, like I said, you know, in my in my industry in the retail store. I want people just to come to us with whatever cuts they want and we'll make it happen. Whether they want a book filet or a butterfly. And, um, you know, the book filet is actually a uh, book filet is when you start from the belly and open it this way. As we're a butterfly, you start from the top. Now it only works if you have not gutted the fish yet because the belly is connected and it actually looks like a butterfly, you know, when you're doing it, but all that stuff, but let's not forget too, Eating fish off the bone is one of life's greatest carnal pleasures. I mean, you take any fish and you eat it off the bone. I mean, count me in. I ask you kindly to look away while I'm eating because you're gonna, it's gonna, you, you might have some nightmares later. But I love to get into that whole thing. You know, I mean, just rip it apart. If a cat walks by, you know, you'd be pissed off. That I left them nothing. You know what I mean? But, um, I love, but people always say this, oh my God, I'm so afraid to choke on the bones. I said, well, take your fork away, use these, uh, put the fork in the drawer and just have at it, you know? But it's really, it tastes completely different. You, you know that. I mean, you know, it's, I don't care what you're talking right. about. You know, pork, chicken, beef, fish, it, that bone adds a depth of flavor that you can't get with a filet. And again, not everyone, not, not everyone agrees with me. And I, I you know, I eat, how I want to eat. I mean, if, I, I prefer a flounder cut up in steaks and fried that way. Uh, totally different experience. Plus, a big guy like me, I need to be slowed down a little bit. So if there's some bones in it, I don't eat too much in a short period of time. Right, right. And we're jumping over a bunch, but I, I, I do want to talk about like just your um, your social media presence, man. You're killing it, man. Like I, I don't even really want to call you a fishmonger. I really want to call you Chef Mark. No, some of the don't you ever. Oh if I God. see you, I'll knock a tooth out of your oh mouth. My I'm a fishmonger. I'm listen. I am untrained. <laughs> I am untrained. Listen, I'm a chubby kid that learned how to make really great eggs when I was about eight years old. But listen, <laughs> I have the deepest respect for chefs. Okay, I have an immense respect for chefs. These are people that create in my in my mind they not only create they create a concept but they put together in such a way my recipes so in the last 35 years i've written uh approximately 2,000 recipes okay inspired and for example on if you go to our website metroseafood.com 
we send out uh, our email list now is over 10,000 people um, that receive our email twice a week. And I, and I include those recipes. Now, people ask me too, why am I not uh, including the recipe in the social post? Is because we're, as we speak, we're putting together a cookbook. You know what I mean? So, so, and by the way, if you email me, and it's all my my email is all over social. I will send you the recipe. But we are consciously trying to put together a cookbook. But when you talk about the recipes, they are, um, you know, they're they're inspirations that I've done over the years. But they're not technically. We just we just took a good ass kicking um, from our Thai clams, and uh, it was a Thai it was Thai it was Thai clams anyway. And everyone was like jumping on the thing that it wasn't Thai. Matter of fact, one of the funniest things where one guy said, no Thai ingredients were harmed in the making of this recipe. Now, now, first of all, that's as funny as fucking shit. That's funny stuff. <laughs> but it was one of our most successful posts. And I've had probably over 250 people that have emailed me for that recipe and sent me pictures back, you know, of their creations and, Okay, so why did I call it Thai? Well, when I, when I wrote that recipe, it was probably 1992. And I'm not trying to appropriate, but it's, it's, it's inspired. So, for example, I'm half Lebanese. If you decide to make hummus with lime juice instead of lemon juice, because that's what you have at the house at the time, then by all means, make it. Celebrate your thing. You know, I don't want people to necessarily learn a recipe as much as I want them to have confidence in a technique. Listen, you know, and I know that the majority of seafood is still eaten in a restaurant, okay? It, and that's, that's a fact, okay? People are terrified, you know, of, of, of how to cook it and prepare it. When it's quite, it's actually 10 times easier than making a perfect roast beef. You know, you try to make a good roast beef from stem to stern, that perfect medium rare, unless, unless, it's, unless it says boar's head on it, you know what I mean? It's hard to replicate that at home. Because with fish, the inspirations that I get are, you know, someone says, oh, that reminds me of a dish I used to have. And I tell them the last original recipe, you know what that was? Peanut butter and jelly. After that, everyone begged, borrowed, and stole. You know what I mean? You have to, you know, so you take an inspiration, but make no apologies for it. You know what I mean? So if I say it's a Lebanese dish, okay, I'm half Lebanese. But I, I will still lean forward into, you know, other, other cultural cuisines, borrowing from them. And I don't have a bird's eye chili, but I do have Calabrian chili peppers. You know, again, it's, it's called America. It's a melting pot, babe. You know what I mean? If you're looking for pure, if you're looking for pure, go back to that country of origin, go on vacation, have it, and keep that memory secured at there. I want you to cook what you have around you from inspiration, not from, not from discipline, you know, and that's the difference between a chef. They're disciplined. You know what I mean? Well, I, I just hope that people really um, go to your, your Instagram, your social media, sign up for the newsletter, all of that good stuff. Because the thing about it is I can't cook work for dime. I can shuck my tail off shucking some oysters, you know, up and down. I got you. But far as cooking, I can't. But when I look at your videos, I'm like, man, okay. Yeah, that's simple. All right, I no. think I can sweeten Yeah, that. you definitely can. Listen, you know what I mean? I'm a, you make it approachable. And that's what, and that's, listen, here's the goal. I want legs under the table. I want two 
or more people to have legs under the table. And by the way, if those feet are touching each other and maybe doing something mildly inappropriate, then I won. You know what I mean? I want legs under the table, cooking for somebody, you know, and that's really, that's really the mission. When, when, when Jackson, Jackson uh, Geeson, uh, it does my, he's my, he's my producer and cameraman. When we put this whole thing together, our goal was not, I want people to cook, period, end of sentence. I'm too old to want to be famous. You know what I mean? And, uh, but what we really want people to do is just feel that, that swagger in the kitchen. You know what I mean? And just say, you know what? I'm going to pull this one off. And like I said, I'm delighted. We have hundreds, hundreds of photos come in a week. People DMing us, showing us their creations. And I'm fucking delighted. And the ones that share them publicly, I can't, I can't share it enough. But they're like, oh, they're apologizing. I didn't use this or I didn't use that. And I said, listen, have fun. Literally have fun. Listen, if the, if the pandemic taught us nothing, it taught us that cooking is fabulously entertaining. You know what I mean? Like, no disrespect to your friends and family, but how many times you want to hear about someone's kids and what they've accomplished? It's boring as hell. But if you're all chopping together and having a, and having a little cocktail together or shucking together, you know what I mean? I'm sure you have shucking classes. You know what I mean? You just got to make sure they don't put their oyster knife through their hand. But uh, yeah, it, like I said, hey, listen, what you do, God bless. That whole mobile oyster uh, shucking oh, yeah. thing. Buddy, yeah, I'm going to tell you something. You are, you are swinging a pipe. I've seen you do it. And I know people don't want to wait for an oyster when you tell them it's going to be, you know, a half hour wait or something. Right. You know, they're not used to things that being open from nature right in front of them. You, you know what I mean? It, that's what it is. But yeah, you got to do a lot. Of, you do a lot of pre-shucking. I hope now to get those ice boards going. And get, you know, because... No, I, I still don't. I still don't do a lot of pre-shucking. The, the pre-shucking comes like when I was in St. Louis the last week um, okay. with the, the oyster festival. Or if right. I'm doing something a big a big festival, then I'll pre-shuck where it's, right. I know it's going to be a line. But right. like private parties and things. Oh no, private parties. No, 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 no. That's what yeah, that's what they're bringing to the table for. Yeah, yeah. there's no question about it. Um, but like I said, there's not a lot of guys that do it. And, right. you know, shit, I didn't even realize that you could buy frozen oysters on the half shop. I, I was talking to a food salesman. I go, what's that for? He goes, oh, let, you know, some people use them. I'm like, oh, my God, let me know who uses them so I can never go there. Yeah. You know what a I mean? lot of but, buffets. Yeah, well, right. Exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, you get what you, you know. This, exactly. But, like I said, in the whole thing with the, you know, oysters and clams and the R's and all that stuff. But people appreciate it, especially when you present it beautifully. And like, you know, I don't know about you, but I've said to people trying an oyster for the first time, I said, listen, try this oyster because you'll know if you don't like this oyster, the one I shucked for you, then you know you definitively do not like oysters. I mean, yeah. don't go, don't go to some beat up, you know, uh, uh, you know, ratchety old fucking event where the guys open them up out of a dirty tin can and like, you know, wondering why you got sick, you know, but listen, even getting back to that. And this, this, this bears noting people could eat literally two cans of whipped cream, a pack of hot dogs, uh, jelly beans, um, uh, you know, drink a half a pint of Jim Beam, have one oyster, get sick and they'll blame the oyster. You know, you know what I'm saying? So, but listen, people, and I'm sure you tell you, I'm sure you tell your people this as well. It's one of the safest foods to eat based on the labeling and the certification. They, we have to know when that oyster was 
where it was from exactly, when it was harvested, and keep those tags for, what, 90 days afterwards. So it's, it's much safer than people think. You know what I mean? As long as you're buying a certified product. Back to the, um, the shucking class, I want yeah. to go to your fish classes. I was looking at your social media and saw you were doing some cooking classes with the, with the young kids. Yes, young yeah. Guys. So how did that come about? Is that well, something special you're doing? Or yeah, was you know what? I've had, we, have a very, we have a very robust uh, polytech program, you know, like in our area. And whenever they do fish, I'm, I also sit on the advisory board for that, for that school. And whenever they do fish, the textbooks really don't do it justice. So I made some suggestions and I got myself in trouble because I said, well, it sounds like you want to do a couple of these classes and I need a, you know, I need a second job. Like I need more hair on my back. Um, but anyway, but yeah, but so these kids, and I have to tell you, they were fabulous and they really took to it and treat it, treat the protein the same way you would treat any other protein, you know, obviously with dignity, obviously with certain preparation, but it's not a mystery just because, all your life, you go down the supermarket aisle and you see all the meat and the chicken and the pork, and but you don't see a lot of fish. It's the same preparation. So we did, I think we did four, we did it, we shot like four series with them. Um, and we did two courses for each one. Like, you know, we did a fritter and we did a salmon crudo and, you know, and just had some fun with them. Again, not learning a recipe, learning a technique. Because as you well know, you can do different techniques with different products that they, they cross over, especially with fish. You know, if you happen to like salmon, um, but you're not a halibut fan, if you have a halibut recipe, chances are it's going to translate. You know what I mean? So let them get comfortable with that. And the kids, like I said, the kids were incredibly receptive. Um, and uh, also I yelled at them off camera. So they, I, I said, I'm not getting paid for this shit, so you better smile. You got uh, to do. No, no, but they were all kidding aside. I mean, this, these young these these young ones coming up are really um, listen. If you want me to be totally honest, in thirty five years, my proudest accomplishment, I brought back the profession of a fishmonger. I mean, I have family men and women who work in my store that support families, and it's not just you know. You know, being a cook used to be you're falling out of the tree of life and it's the last branch before you hit the ground. People are taking it as, as a calling, as a vocation. And, and you don't have to do it for 35, 40 years. You could do it for a while and, you know, go off to something else. So, yeah, but it's- Don't uh, make it if you want to. Yeah, right. And, but people have been really uh, receptive to that whole idea. So that's been really nice. So speaking of a fishmonger, yeah, I asked this to all my oyster shuckers. Yeah, I asked them, "What do you call a real oyster shucker?" So I'm going to ask you, "What do you call a fishmonger?" What's your definition of a fishmonger? Okay, so a fishmonger number one is someone that doesn't necessarily like to fish. Okay, because when I go fishing, the one thing I always catch is a buzz. That's number one. All right, <laughs> number two, you know how to break the proteins down. Okay. We are, by definition of the old English, we are the wives of the fishermen. That's the original fishmonger, okay? So that's another criteria. You got to look pretty, okay? And that's, you know, you, can't, you really can't be an ugly fishmonger. You could try. You're just not going to get a lot going on. Um, but in all seriousness, 
just to know how to treat the product the moment it leaves the water. And even though we're not in control of that, uh, for me as a fishmonger to know, first of all, don't push seasonality. Don't care if something, if a client of mine orders red snapper and the red snapper aren't great in the fish market that day, then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get them sea bass. We can't, you know. Listen, when you go to when you go to the store and you want a, a steak, okay, you might have an idea of a steak that you want. When you go to the fish market, you really shouldn't think of a particular fish. You can think of, I want seafood. Let me see what catches my eye. You know, you know what I mean. And 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 more importantly to that, a fishmonger is is the personal guide of you, the client and taking you through your likes and dislikes and steering you in the right direction. And this, and so you have the best experience. You personally, from the time you left the store to you come to come home and cook it, by the time the, the, you get showered with admiration and, and gratitude af- after you cooked it, the whole experience is, comes out perfect for you. So that's what a fishmonger does. You know what I mean? Uh, but I don't, I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was a simple answer or just, or just me not stopping to talk. No, that was that was an answer. I mean, that's that's your opinion, and that's all that matters. Um, well, that was I, an I opinion, wanna, except for the pretty here. part. Yeah. Right. Right. Of course. Um, I want to end it here, and then um, when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, different types of fish, um, underrated fish. Um, okay. We're also going to talk about um, um, why you started the business why and how um you know uh pressures over the years and um whatever else comes up all right okay Look forward to it thank you sir for sure um so yeah uh i'm gonna cut her off there but no right. thank you for your time man um i gotta get back to work at one o'clock okay no problem do you want do you want to pick it up tomorrow or Thursday? Yeah, I could do tomorrow. I could do tomorrow. Um, just let me know what day is hold on a second. for you. I know one uh, of the days I'll be home. Hold on a second. What, I'm just talking with Jackie real quick. Jackie, okay. Thursday we can't do it. Tomorrow we're going to shoot, though. You want? How early can we do it tomorrow morning? Uh, let me text you my schedule. One of those days I'll be home, so anytime I can shoot, I can do it. Um, but if I come in the office, 12 to 1 is my... Uh, Recording time, unless you want to. Can we, can we do phone. 12 o'clock tomorrow? All right, so let's. You text me, but right now we'll, we'll loosely plan 12 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, okay. Perfect. All right, sounds great. Gordon, right, thank you so much. No, thank you, man. All right, we'll talk soon. Take care. All Bye. Right.